0: of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright.
1: Good morning, everyone. It's nice to have you with us again this morning. We trust that what we say will be of a big help to you and so we're going to be talking about uh, making right decisions today and um, more importantly making a right decision as far as serving God is concerned and worshiping him we have so many things coming at us today that demands our worship demands our time our energy and uh Many of these things lead us away from God and get us involved in things that we look back at and wish that we hadn't have done those. But there is a way of of uh, taking steps that will enable us to have the very best in life. That will have those rivers of living water that that our program is is uh, promoting. And as you know, the rivers of living water are the fruit of the Spirit that's flowing out from us uh, when the Holy Spirit has control of our lives, which is love, joy, and peace, long-suffering, all of these things that are found in Galatians chapter 5 when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And if ever we need to manifest to be involved in serving god and in loving him and and letting that love go out to the rest of the world it is now there's so much bitterness and everything else that's going around and and uh, literally tearing our families apart tearing us apart tearing our communities apart and everything else that we can think about is being somewhat trashed because we have left god out of our lives for so many this has been the case and if we ever needed a time when we put god first in our lives and let him be the god of our lives and let him help us to sort through the things that are coming upon us, it is today. So what I'm talking to you about and what I'm going to be sharing with you today is very important and it would do you good to listen, to not turn a deaf ear just because what I say doesn't sound exactly according to what you've been used to hearing because like I said, there are so many things that has been told you And it turns out to be a dead-end road that it's hard for you to maybe think uh, there is something better in life than what I have. Now, if you're loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength today, and you're loving your neighbor as Jesus said that we should, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you're out there and kind of wandering around, kind of like in the desert and uh, wondering what life is all about, then this is for you today. And if you are loving God, then maybe what I say will encourage you to get out there and tell others about it, because we really do need to share what God has done for us. But before we can do that, we have to make up our mind just whom we're going to serve. Now, Jeremiah, uh, well, Jeremiah served the Lord. We know that. But what I'm talking about is Joshua. And Joshua, you know, he had kind of the minister of Moses. And Moses is the one that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And they wandered around in the wilderness for... 40 years because they decided it was too hard for them to cross the river Jordan and get over into the promised land that God had laid out for them. But after the 40 years was over, they had two people left, Joshua and Caleb, of the 12 that went over to spy out the land. If you know the Bible, you know uh, the history. So, Here Joshua is at the end of his life, after they had one victory after another, seemed like everything was was in their favor, and yet they had not totally chosen the Lord. They had kept some secret idols in their lives. So Joshua in his last days, just before he dies at 110 years old, he calls the people together, And he tells them all the nice things that God had done for them, all the victories they had had, how that God had been so good to them. And then he said, Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He made that decision years before. And when we make a decision for God, we need to keep to that. There are so many things to pull us away from that, but that's the best decision that we'll make is when we decide to serve the Lord. But you notice Joshua went one step farther. He said, not only am I going to serve the Lord, but as for my house, I'm in charge of that as well, and they are also going to serve the Lord. And they had been all these years. And here he's getting ready to die, and he's speaking for his family as well. He's saying, my family will also serve the Lord. He had faith that the teaching that he had made to his family and, and uh, the example that he had made and everything was going to stick. If we will train up our children in the way of the Lord, The Bible has told us that they will not depart from it. And so Joshua said, I choose the Lord. The Israelites, kind of without weighing everything out, they said, we're going to serve the Lord too. And then Joshua said, you can't serve the Lord in the condition that you're in now. It just will not work. And so he begins to tell them, that if you continue in the condition you are now God's going to rain judgment down on you and you won't be able to serve Him. and they said we're going to serve God so they threw away all their idols and and uh, decided that God would be the only God they would have there's only one Lord God of glory there's some people that have a number of gods and Whichever one fits their particular situation, they pray to one for one thing and pray to another one for something else. But we're supposed to have one God, that there's only one Lord Jesus Christ. There's only one way to get to him that we've been talking to you about these weeks. And and so um, we make up our mind that he's the only one that's going to be in our life that we're going to serve. So we have this before us of serving God. Now, serving God means that you are His servant. Naturally, that's what it would mean, wouldn't it? And that's the problem a lot of people have. They want to do it their way. Even though the Bible says that we're not to choose our path, but we're to lean not onto our understanding in all of our ways acknowledge Him and let Him direct our path. And that's what a servant would do. They would let the Master uh, tell them what to do, when to do, how to do it, and so on. And that's exactly what we do as uh, people that are serving God. We choose God's path rather than our own or anyone else's or anything else's. We've decided that God is the way that we're going to be following. His path is the way we're going to walk in. When we do that, there's a lot of other things that go along beside, that we don't participate in those things after that. There, We can't mix it all up. We, The Bible tells us again that if we decide to choose two masters or more than two, then we'll despise one of them and love the other one and we'll be like a seesaw going backward and forward from one to the other and and after a while that gets rather frustrating and confusing. God wants us to be focused on our service to Him and not to be diverted over to something else. Does that make sense to you? It it should, shouldn't it? It, That uh, if you're going to be a servant, you're not necessarily going to be a slave. You know, we're a servant when we go to work for someone else. We don't tell the boss what to do. We go over there with the intention of finding out what job we should be doing at that particular time, and we do what our boss tells us to do in employment in in a business that we're in. Now, if we're the owner of the business, then we expect our employees to follow our directions. There's a goal that we have in mind, and when everyone is working together on that goal, then... We come out with the end product that we're looking for, that we're working for, that we're making. It's the same way in the Christian life. When uh, God is our servant, he's our boss. I mean, when God is our master, he's our boss. And we are the servants. And, you know, we'd like to have it the other way around, wouldn't we? We'd like to have for uh, God to be our servant and us to be the boss and we come together in prayer with a, a list and it's kinda like a Christmas time when you know that we come with a list for Santa Claus and and he's supposed to fulfill this list and we know that uh, Santa Claus is is not really real <clears throat> but God is real and God is the boss and that's the first thing we have to realize if we're going to love and serve God and and get the best out of life. We're coming to the end of our first part of our program, and so this is Howard Eugene Wright hosting Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com.
0: Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright.
1: Before we go on, I want to say that the address for my website is international-lighthouse-ministries.com. Recently we've changed the title. It was deceitfulmasters.com but in order to get to our website, now you'll have to use that address. Be uh, thinking about the book that was just advertised, uh, 14 Facets of Jesus True Church. This will show you a lot about your relationship with God in 14 different ways. And it'll be a, a big help to you. So I think that it would be very helpful to you if you would go to Amazon or go to my website and and uh, pick up a copy of that. It's not very expensive. It, I've kept it uh, at a low price uh, so that you'll be able to afford it. So um, having said that, uh, let's get back to our lesson today. We've been talking about how important it is to just let God be the boss in our life. And if he's not the boss, then something else or someone else will. And I, you know, William Penn said something that I think is very appropriate for today. He said, if we're not governed by God, we'll be ruled by tyrants. And so if we uh, decide that we'll go it our way and we'll find out that uh, those tyrants are uh, hard taskmaster indeed. God had just taken the children of Israel out of bondage and yet there they was they was always looking back hoping that they could get back into Egypt again. How is it that when God is so wonderful and takes us out of, of some bad situation we're in that we want to look back over our shoulder. When the Bible tells us that we're not to look behind we're to look forward, to look into Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. Once we have made our decision to go with God, we never look back as to the things that we had back in the past, because what we have when we really make a decision to serve God and love Him, it also goes into our families and everywhere else. We love them as well. We commit ourselves to their best interests. To doing what is going to be the best for our families, for our neighbors, for every other part of our society. And when that happens, we are a blessing to others. We're not breaking things up. We're putting things together in the place and the way that they ought to be. But Jesus talks about that there are four ways that people can decide for God whether they will or whether they won't. And we find this in Matthew chapter 13. And it in Matthew chapter 13, beginning at the third verse, we see the parable of the sower. Now, the Lord has four different kinds of ground that the seed, which is God's word, goes into, and it lights upon, so to speak and so there are four of them. The first one is called wayside ground, or way, wayside is the ground that has been trampled down and hasn't been plowed up, and, and over the years is just like a rock. You have people, when the Word of God comes to them, they'll uh, deny it every way they can. They'll call the person that's Talking that he's out of touch with reality or whatever, and they the word never gets into their heart. It never gets any farther than their ears if it gets that far. And so the enemy, the devil, comes along and grabs it up, and they never do benefit from it. That there's a people like that in the world that uh, they call themselves atheists or agnostics or well they might even call themselves christians but they don't act much like it and but uh, those are the ones that have, are hardened in their heart they're they're hardened against anything of god's word and and uh, most of the time uh, they wouldn't be listening to me and they wouldn't be listening to anyone that thinks like i do and talks like i do but if it does get to them one way or another they'll reject it every time. So it doesn't no good at all. Matter of fact, it makes it worse for them because here the Word of God came and they didn't accept it. And you can't be neutral. You either have to choose for God or against God. You can't take a middle ground. And so in the process of just letting the Word go by and and maybe making a few snight remarks about it, and and, uh, it's too bad those people believe in that fairy tale and all that kind of thing. So they go on their merry way, they keep hardened, and they do nothing that will let God change their lives. And then he talks about the next group, and they are the ones that are on stony ground. There's a little bit of, Of uh, soil there, so the seed goes and on their life, uh, the Word of God comes to them, and, and at first they think, oh, this is great, this is really wonderful, this is what I've always been looking for. And they get all excited about it, but after a while, it's not the bed of roses that they thought it was, and they haven't dealt with that hardened heart down there, even though there is a little, a little bit of receiving God, and and you know people talk about all you have to do in order to be a Christian is walk up in front and shake the the preacher's hand and and uh, say yes from now on in I'm going to serve God and and they put your name on on the row and and everything seems to be right. But uh, the attitude was that you thought that everything ought to be just great. So when problems come and difficulties come, you get disillusioned and you say, well, I never thought it was going to be like this. And you go on your merry way. You forget about that decision that you made for Christ. So uh, you didn't really repent. So the little bit that you did do, you decide that I sure was dumb in thinking that that was going to do me any good. You didn't wait long enough to let God take care of the problem for you because the Bible does tell us that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. And so if you would have stayed long enough for God to have dealt with the problem, it would have probably worked out much better than you thought. But you were apprehensive because it just didn't work. And so that hard heart got the better of you and you withered up and you died in your spiritual life. There are a lot of people like that today. But then there's the group of people that that uh, they receive the word of God. But all of their friends around them, the thorns and the thistles around them, start crowding out the Word. So these are the kind of people that that when they get saved they don't separate themselves from the, the world, you know, they just keep right on going and doing the same as they used to do, even though the Lord says, come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean things. And So they have all the world hanging around them and after a while uh, your friends drag you back into the same thing that you were and they crowd out the Word of God and and so you are uh, left in a worse condition than you were before and right back to your old lifestyle perhaps you started out for a while and uh, after you saw that you might lose some friends if you really keep on talking about Jesus like this and reading your Bible and going to church and so you decide well I didn't think it was going to be this way, and you take off too. So here we have three out of four people that have uh, had an opportunity to hear the Word of God and to do something about it, make a decision for Christ, and some uh, never did. Some of them did just uh, with conditions. But then there's the fourth group that they decided, live, die, sink, or swim, I'm going to serve God through good times through bad times I'm going to take this like a marriage in sickness in health in in rich or whether it's richness or poorness I'm just going to go serve God I'm I'm going to treat this like a marriage like a covenant between me and God and and I'm not going to let anything deter me from this People like that they begin to to start bearing some fruit. They start being a blessing to their neighbors, a blessing to themselves and and to God. And in the long run, it, it is God that we're supposed to be blessing. So we, we see these four kinds of people. One of them decides to serve God all the way. The other three, they had conditions. We're at the end of our second break. We're... So this is uh, Howard Eugene Wright at Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com.
0: Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright.
1: We're talking today about making a decision for Christ, making a decision to go with God all the way. And uh, this is not for babies. This is for people that really are strong and uh, realize that this is something that the most important thing we'll ever do in our life, is to decide whether we're going to go with God or not. And as we were talking, we found out that uh, the majority of people don't go with God. For one reason or another, they do not follow the Lord. So if we're following the crowd today, uh, chances are that we are following uh, the way that is going away from God. The Bible teaches us that straight is the way and narrows the path that leads to life, and few there be that find it. But those who do find the way, there is something about them that you know that they're different. So many times, you know, we want to kind of blend in. Well if we really serve God, you can't blend in. You're not going to please everyone regardless of what you do, but more so if you decide to serve God with all your heart today and everything that's within you, you decide that, that we're going to, I'm going to worship God and I'm going to train my family up that way, I'm going to live that way with my business deals, I'm going to live that way in school, in college wherever i'm not going to be a chameleon that i'm not going to uh... do like the romans do whether i'm in a good setting where everyone hates god or whether i'm a, in a um i mean in a bad setting where everyone hates god or in a good setting where everyone is praising and and worshiping the lord uh... Um, Sometimes we like to have it around the other way. You know, We like to think that a good setting is really a bad setting. A bad setting is a good setting, don't we? But uh, when we really have made up our minds and have let it get into our hearts and into our whole being, that we're going to serve God and we're going to train up our family that way, like Joshua did, it makes a lot of difference. It takes care of a lot of confusion. It takes care of a lot of of guesswork as to what decision I should make and what one I shouldn't. We just always come out on God's side. And uh, the thing is, when we really do this, when we really turn from our sins and let God be God in our lives, let him be the Lord of our lives, then there's something about it that God takes that up you know we can't fool God God knows whether we are or not but when we really mean business and we're willing to turn away from everything that would hinder us from really serving God and loving Him like we should then we find out it is a lot easier than what we thought that's the decision we have to make it might take some struggling for us to get there and we might go through a lot of hoops in order to get there but once you get there there's a peace about it. There, the love of God is flowing out from your life, unhindered, and there's a, a spirit of, of forgiveness. You you forgive your enemies, and as well as as your friends that messed up once in a while. And we all mess up once in a while, and uh, not intentionally, just a lot of times through ignorance. But we. We forgive them whether they intentionally did it or not. So we have this forgiving spirit and we have a a kind, loving spirit. And so these are the kind of of things that enable our lives to uh, live in peace. When we make peace with God, then it's easier to make peace with others and then we have peace in our own heart. So, Uh, the world is falling to pieces today, and we need the peace that God gives, the peace that Jesus gives, and so I just want to encourage you the best that I can that don't allow yourself to be pulling into things that that, uh, doesn't bring you closer to God. John Wesley was a a man that uh, God mightily used back in the 1700s. And uh, one of the things behind him was his mother. Her name was Susanna. She had 19 children. Every day she would take each one of those children aside and would talk to them about the Lord. And so John Wesley was one. His brother Charles was another. They went out all over England had talked about the Lord, and and uh, they had a great uh, success after they had given their hearts completely to the Lord. And, you know, that's the way it is. Uh, People that really love God, that have made that choice with the Lord and have decided to follow Him and serve Him, those people can be a big help today to a lot of people that are hurting in a lot of different ways a lot of the hurts that are going on today is because of rebellion against God and people have decided to go their own way. They've painted themselves in a corner and sometimes because of their pride they don't want to admit that they're in the corner so they make all kinds of rationalizations and uh, try to make themselves believe they're not, but they are. And then the other thing is we're going to have to face God someday. And uh, that may be sooner than we think. The way the world is and what the Bible talks about on the condition of the world before Jesus comes back is very similar. And so Jesus could come back anytime. And if we're rebelling against God and we're saying, I'm going to do it my way, then it's not going to work out too well for us. So we need to think of that. And And then the other thing is we don't know when Uh, An accident or some kind of disease or whatever is just going to take our lives. We don't have any assurance of of any time. So we need to make a decision for God because uh, we need to do it now. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. The Bible teaches us that now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. We don't put it off. Why put off something that could be the best thing for you that would ever happen to you? I've never figured that one out. But I have seen that when people really do go all out for God like I'm telling you about, that there's not one of them that says, I wished I would have done this sooner. I don't know why I put it off so long. And the nice thing about it is, whether you're 40 or 100, you can be gloriously and wonderfully transformed in your life because it isn't you that does it. You make the decision to go with God, then God comes in and does what you can't do yourself. So we can't save ourselves but when we decide that we're going to go all out for God and God even helps us to do that. We wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for God's help. But when and He's willing to help all of us if we're willing to be helped. And He comes into our lives and He's the one that transforms us. We're renewed in our minds. We're transformed by the Spirit of the Lord in our lives when we make that decision. We're converted we're born again, we're made new creatures, all these things, when we really decide to serve God, all the life that we used to have, it doesn't seem as important anymore. It We have a new priority and everything else. So indeed, we we don't just turn over a new leaf when we decide to go all out with God and make a few changes. We can do that without God's help. And a lot of people have. But this, what I'm talking to you about, is a complete transformation. It's a new life, a brand new life in Christ when we decide that we're going to go God's way rather than our own or someone else's. And yes, there will be some things that will try to pull you back. And I had that problem, and I don't know of anyone else that hasn't. There's always the Devil's tinsel, the lights and the sounds sound great, but when you look underneath of it, it is not as good as it appears to be, and it's out of touch with reality, really, because the real truth of the matter is that all have sinned and come short of, of the glory of God, that there's none righteous, no, not one. That's the reason Jesus came, that we might have life and have abundant life, and went through the torture and the things that he did for us and enables us to go through all kinds of difficulties and problems as well and we can cast our care on the Lord anytime when we have let him have his way and let him be the Lord of, of our life because he's not a, a terrible taskmaster like the world, the flesh, and the devil is. He's out to do us good. He's out to uh, give us the very life that we best life that we could have. So when we're willing to really do God's way, we come up with the very best. God doesn't have second-rate stuff. He didn't make second-rate people. He didn't come to trash you. That's what the world, the flesh, and the devil has done. But he came to lift you up. We talk about humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God so he can lift us up when we humble ourselves and let God be God in our lives, let Him be the Lord of our life, we be the love servant and Him be the good master, Him to be the good shepherd, then He lifts us up. The things of this world are maybe satisfying for a while, but after a while, it gets bitter to our taste. And it really can't do anything for the deep longings of our heart that all of us have. It's only when we have that right relationship with the Lord that the deep longings that we have of love, joy, and peace, and all the actually longing after the rivers of living water that I'm talking about, then you can have that. And you know, here it's about Christmas time, and 15 more days and Christmas will be here. And so, Let's think about uh, how we're going to serve the Lord today. We're at the uh, third break, and so this is Howard Eugene Wright hosting Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com.
0: Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright.
1: We've been talking about uh, making a right decision for the Lord and I've been trying to get you to do this for several weeks and I'm sure that some of you have. And if you have, I'd like to hear about it. And uh, so, uh, first of all, the website for my uh, is has been changed. It's international-lighthouse-ministries.com, and uh, this is uh, newly done, and and we haven't had time to get the change yet. But I'm I'm sure we will. And you know, I just really appreciate uh, Talk Zone. And uh, I'll just put a word in for them that they are one of the best uh, groups that you'll ever find. For And if you're thinking about a, a talk show, uh, this would be the place to come to. They are very good They're very helpful, and, and uh, you won't find any, any better than that. And so they didn't ask me to say that, but I'll tell you, I've been working with them for months, and I've never seen anything any better than what they do. And... So that's just a free advertisement for them. But you know, uh, every moment of our lives, after we have decided to go all the way with God, is there's something that is trying to pull us back, either our friends or our lack of understanding of some things, and we read the Bible and it looks like that that uh, that one contradicts the other one, and we don't really know how to put everything together and, and, uh, when we really turn to the Lord and, and God comes into our lives and we let Him be the Lord of our lives, we're all excited about it. We just want to tell everyone about it. It's, it's such a, a wonderful thing that has happened to us. I remember that's the way I was when I first got to the Lord. I, and, uh, I still am kind of that way as you can tell. And, so, it just kind of, when you really get something good, you want to share it with everyone else. And that's one of the ways you can tell whether people have really given their hearts completely to the Lord and, and the Lord has come into their lives because they'll be all excited about it. And they'll want to tell their friends and their family and, and their acquaintances all over the place. And, and, uh, if they don't have an opportunity, they'll try to make one. And most of the time they, they do a pretty good job of it. And, so we, we have this, and, and there's always that pull uh, to go back where you were. And if you really haven't made up your mind you're going to go all the way with God, then you'll get pulled back into the way that you were. And the Bible tells us that when the devil comes along and he sees that he doesn't have any place in your life, and you give him an inch, he'll come in with seven others worse than what, They were, and you've seen people who have started out with God and after they decide they shouldn't do it, that they've become worse than what they were before. And that's kind of common for that to happen because we are either for God or against Him, like I've said. And so if you let the enemy come in just a little bit, he'll bring in the whole thing. So you have to when you really make up your mind to serve god you have to get up every morning and die out to the world the flesh and the devil and decide you're going to live for god and you order your life around the way that god wants you to be doing it now the wonderful thing about it is the bible teaches us there's the spirit of the lord in us helping us to will and do of god's good pleasure so if we've really made up our mind to serve God, God will not allow us to have any kind of temptation that will drag us back. He'll show us a way of getting away from that. Sometimes the best way for us to get out of temptation is just not to be where the temptation is. And if we get thrown into a, a temptation, the best thing to do is run from it. Don't try to, to uh, negotiate the things of God are not negotiable. We don't compromise. We don't try to get along. We're not going to get along in some settings, but in others we will. The Lord tells us if people love Him, they'll love His children. They'll love His servant. They'll love us. They'll uh, do everything they can to be an encouragement to us and a help to us. And they'll be happy that we turned our life over to the Lord. And and they'll just be right in there to help us. And that's the wonderful thing about church people is that if they really love the Lord and someone comes into the church, uh, first of all, they're not going to treat you like some kind of an alien. They're just going to bring you right in and, and uh, start out trying to help you every way they can if they find that you're Sick, they, the pastor might come and visit you. He probably will. Uh, they find that you need some food. They might uh, get some food for you, or if you need a babysitter, they might do that. There's all kinds of things that people who really love God, they're they're not uh, in some kind of a monastery somewhere hidden away in a in some kind of exclusive place. They get right out there where people are at, and and they take this. Uh, rivers of living water, and they don't let it just flow in their life. They let it flow out from others. And the thing is, if you don't give it, then you won't live it very long. One thing about really uh, letting God come into our lives, that we become people that uh, are very much like Jesus, and Jesus went about everywhere healing people and, and uh relieving them of the depressive things in their lives and many times uh, if we're not careful as Christians we can we can uh, use our resources in the wrong way because of that and we have to be uh, thinking about whether we're going to do this for the advancement of the Lord or not and but the Bible tells us that it rains on the just and the unjust that God, pours out His love and His grace on all of us. And if it wasn't for the love of God, we would all be a lot worse than we are now. But because of God's love and grace uh, that's just freely given to us, and the Bible tells us that even when we're enemies, God loved us, Jesus loved us, and it tells us that when we couldn't help ourselves, He came along and helped us. And uh, that's for all of us. None of us can make it on our own. None of us can really make it without God for any length of time. Some people think they are, but uh, it just doesn't work that way. And I've been around in this world long enough to to see it happen, and uh, some people don't talk to me about God, and and uh, later on they wish they hadn't have said that. It, and... Uh, to, And then the other thing is we don't want to just serve God when it's fair weather. We want to be willing to, if we get sick or if uh, things don't go exactly the way we think they should in other areas of our life or with our friends or with our family, we just stay right in there and love God. Because in the end, everything does work together for good to those that love the Lord. Even the worst things can turn out to be the best things if we'll just let it all work together in accordance with God's will. And so you can, and with God's help, regardless of where you're at, when you make that decision to go with God, you can do it. It won't always be easy. There are people today that are even dying for Christ. They're in prison today because they love God, and things like this, and and people might say, well, if that's what's going to happen to me, then I'm not going to be doing that. I heard a, about a a person that said just that, a person that preached, and, and he said, I believe everything that you said, I believe it's exactly like it should be. He's preaching about serving the Lord and everything, but it, he said, that's the reason why I'm not obeying God, is because... If I obeyed God, I'd have to do those things. And I don't want to do those things. I want to do something else. At least the man was honest, you know. But uh, you just have to make up your mind that you're going to serve the Lord whether or not. And if you do that, everything's going to be a lot easier, a lot better. Your life is going to be a lot better. And I can vouch for that from my own experience, that I'm really uh... better off now than i ever have been i'm not uh... i don't uh... not rolling in money and stuff like that but there are riches that go beyond the physical the uh... materialistic and you know we're in a materialistic type society and and everything is based on uh, whether we've got the best of this world or not and why why. Uh, waste all of our times trying to find the best of the world when we can't take any of it with us anyhow and and uh, uh, when we take that attitude of uh, maybe trying to get the best of both worlds that won't happen either just make up your mind that you're going to go all out for God and find out what that means And and I've been trying to show you some things here from time to time of just what it really means to let go and let God have His way. And, and uh, you know, sometimes we, we just think that, uh, well, we can make it through this thing ourselves. And yeah, maybe you can. You know, people have gone through some pretty bad things, and they're not Christians. They're not loving God. They, they've some way made it through. And uh, But why not have someone that loves you that's willing to stand by you all the time, that will stick closer than your nearest relative to you, why not have someone like that? That's a, a friend that can be with you everywhere, can be with you in all your situations. He understands all about it. He cares about you and, and this. Um, so why not have that kind of person? What's so bad about being a Christian? What's so bad about loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength, when everything you have turns out to be the very best you could have? Now, you may not believe that. If you don't know God, you probably are looking at some Christians, so-called, and wondering what's going on here, but I just want you to know that, that God does love you, He does care for you, and it's time for us to close the program. And I trust that something I've said to you today will will help you. Remember the books that's been advertised and, and uh, the international-lighthouse-ministries.com will get you there or Amazon will get you there. And have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and encourage you and strengthen you. If you're loving God, uh, keep in there and keep looking up. And so this is Howard Eugene Wright at Rivers of Living Water, signing off for now, and we're on TalkZone.com.